Hey, this is John from Cherry Flavor, and in today's podcast, we ask the question, should you set goals and have strategic plans as a romantic couple? If big companies can have a strategy, why can't you have one for your personal relationship? Welcome to the podcast, Heroes of Futurism, with me, Jonathan Cherry. This podcast is about the future and how to create it, what opportunities exist, what ideas are worth thinking about, and how you can begin to design the future that you want. Let's start right now. What are we talking about today? Well, I thought we would talk about, um, seeing as though, I don't know if our listeners know, but we are getting married at the end of the year. We are. And I've studied something called futures, and you are studying something called futures. Future studies. Right. And um, a lot of the time... I thought about the other day that you and I do a lot of planning for the future. Um, and what we both realized, I guess, is that not many couples plan for the future. So um, I was thinking a lot of companies do planning and they have these strategy sessions and they sit down once a year and they, they have a one-year plan and a five-year plan and a 20-year plan. Do you think that's still relevant, one-year, five-year, and 20-year plans? Of course. Shouldn't that be? Well, I just think with the, with the exponential speed that uh, kind of technology is, is on at the moment, right? Yeah. We're right on that upper curve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, gaining a lot of speed Mm. is, do we still need one five and 20 year plans? Even more so. Okay. Do you not think we need shorter term plans? Um, I think you got to, but you can't just have your sort of five year plan without having five years, not the new 20 years. No, no, no. I I think you've got to have a a direction that you are moving towards. So there's a lot of research into purposeful brands, businesses that have a a purpose, a long-term purpose. What is the goal that they're trying to achieve? So are you saying relationships need to have a brand? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you need to cut and paste everything that a corporate does. But essentially what a corporate does is they want to grow. And if you're in a relationship with the intention of personal growth as well as growth in the relationship, Mm. then shouldn't you also have a strategy as to how you're going to do that? Well, I think before you have a strategy as a couple or as a relationship, Mm -hmm. maybe you need a strategy by yourself first. Yeah, absolutely. Because ultimately you have an individual intention. You, you want to achieve certain things in your life. Mm-hmm. But I guess the danger is, is that if you have, I think a lot of people have personal strategies, but do, well, I'm assuming that do they then also have a couple strategy or a family strategy or a marriage strategy? Is that something which is widely done? Is it not just to survive and stay faithful and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, again. Keep it successful. It's the same as a company. A company has to be sustainable in the short term. Yeah. But also it can't just be living day to day. It has to have some kind of an idea of where it's going. And I think, so just to put it into context, and I guess why we're talking about this today, is because you and I have, you know, we've put together some strategies. Um, sure. I think we also put together quite a lot of strategies and they change. So I think... Yeah. Pro- 
if I had to go on what you're saying, probably the first thing that comes up for me is also flexibility. Yeah. Because you don't want to just be beelining for something like no, a heat-seeking no, no. missile <clears throat> regardless. And then when you get there. Mm. Well, as an example, so we're being super vulnerable and sharing. But as an example, we are um, thinking of buying a house together. Mm. And I think in our minds, we thought, oh, well, this is going to be super easy. This, the Cape Town housing market is down. We're going to go find a bargain like Atlantic Seaboard. It's down like 15%. Like, let's go in like super aggressive. And it's just hasn't been as easy. So I guess we might have had a plan to go and buy a house, but it hasn't necessarily materialized in that way. So I agree with you. We still have the intention of buying a house. But our exact tactics and our exact strategy has had to shift slightly. And we're thinking of alternatives in that space because we just haven't found what we're looking for. So then what do you think? Because I guess I could interpret that as uh, we keep changing our strategy. So I guess our overall strategy is to buy a place. Yeah. Okay, but hold on. I think that's a good point because – our strategies or tactics might have shifted, but I think our overall plan is still the same. So we haven't. So what is the difference between a plan and a strategy? Uh, good point. Well, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the plan is really like, what do you want to achieve? So there's certain things that I think as a couple, we want to achieve. We want to travel. We want to buy a house. Um, they, you know, we're getting married at the end of the year. That is, is also a plan. It was a goal. And then the strategy is how do you achieve that? So where you are now and where you want to be, how do you bridge between the two? And I guess between you and I, that involves spreadsheets and it involves lots of discussion and there's some scenarios that we play out. Mm. That would be our strategy. Mm. But the goals that we have, we discuss those goals and we say, right, what do you want? What do I want? Let's mm. try and work those together and see how we can develop strategies that allow us to achieve those things that we have in our mind. Okay. So let's then say that, so whilst we are very different, I'm very much more extroverted, you more ambiverted. Uh, we're motivated by different things. Um, we have very similar values, but maybe in different and shifting priorities, you know, so we are quite different, Yet we do match each other on the ability to and the the want and need for plan and strategy. What happens if you are someone that doesn't really have a lot of ambition mm. and you maybe don't really plan per se, mm. but you live your life differently, you know, in a different way. Not to say that, okay, maybe that came out wrong. So some people maybe just don't have ambition and some people maybe are just totally different, differently wired. And they are people that are high achievers, but they don't necessarily yeah, well, I guess plan then you've and strategize got to, like we do. Look, you've got to ask yourself the question, why is it that you're not ambitious? Are you not ambitious because in actual fact you don't care and you just you know, happy to tug along. Because I have met some people and I'm, I, I just want to, again, differentiate and say they're not the same people, obviously, you know, like people, but I have come across people that aren't ambitious, that are happy to, but maybe just those parts of their lives that I am, that I see, maybe that I'm interpreting as not ambitious. Right. So, I mean, that is why I, I guess you've got to ask the question, why is somebody not ambitious? Because in many cases, Ambition means that you have to be looking ahead and be looking forward to something. 
And I guess in some, in some people's minds, um, I'm speaking from my own perspective, but in some people's minds, it is super vulnerable to have dreams of the future. And then you chase those dreams and maybe you don't achieve them. And the next time you try and chase something, you're going to be a little bit more wary about chasing things because, you know, the last time it didn't work out and you got hurt. And so maybe it's a perception, right? So maybe it's an outsider's perception of someone. Well, I think that's why it's an interesting point because for an individual, they might be reluctant to have plans for the future because it represents risk. Um, so that's why I guess some, I'm not saying for everybody, but in my personal opinion, there are categories of individuals who are reluctant to have visions of the future because of the risk it offers. And I guess if you're in a couple and one person is super ambitious and the other one is not like, there's going to be friction between the two. And I guess as part of being in a relationship, it's about finding a common ground where you can, um, What's the word? I'm kind of struggling for it. Where you can find just a, a strategy that works for both people, mm. where both people are satisfied. Win-win. Right, a win-win. Um, and I, yeah, so in my mind, Compromise. it's going to be difficult because if one person is stuck in their ways and the other one is completely different, mm. like that's, uh, that's going to be really tough, you know, because you almost have a, a clashing of cultures or clashing of values. Mm. Um, and then I think it's going to be difficult for a couple to reconcile that. And that's where couples go to therapy and, and things with, to try and help them bridge that divide. Okay. Um, and then I wanted to ask you is, because I was chatting to someone a while back and telling them about all these plans that we had put in place. And I remember someone once saying to me that, Life is what happens when you're busy making plans. Right. So what do you have to say about that? Well, with again, your plans and strategies, again, our plans and our strategies. It's again, I always try and draw the analogy of a company and I absolutely agree. You know, you've got to be living in the moment. You've got to be mindful of where you are. And I think that's where gratitude comes in is that if you are in a relationship and you're in a healthy relationship, I think every day you've got to be grateful for where you are right now. And often you can get stuck into just dreaming about the future and you forget actually that, wow, you've met someone who you're, you know, you're in love with and you're having a fantastic relationship and actually your life is pretty perfect as it is right now. Mm. Yes, you have ambitions for the future, but it would be very dangerous to ignore what's happening in the present. And I, I suppose for me, once again, that's what the, the balance is, is, is about having dreams for the future, but not necessarily be too attached to those dreams. Or it's, not to attach to the outcomes. Right. Because at the end of the day, a relationship is a journey. It's about, um, development of yourself. It's about development as a couple. And I think you want to take that journey with someone who you share similar values with, who you're in love with and experience that as a couple. Um, I certainly wouldn't say it is reason not to do anything, but it's reason to have a good balance, um, which I think is important. And I guess if you look at your hard measures and soft measures in a relationship, what are your views on uh, setting goals and strategies and plans uh, for hard and soft measures? So it's not just about buying a house or reaching a certain savings target or, mm. I mean, I'm just pulling ideas, um, you know, from nowhere here, but you know, they, they also might be about spirituality goals that a couple can reach together. Yeah. Um, and I think that those are important, but in a way that requires a deep sense of self-awareness. 
And if you have that level of self-awareness, I think that you would probably then be developing goals in any case. Mm. Um, because I agree with you entirely that, you know, life is not just about material things or, you know, travel. It's about developing as a person. If you can do that together as a couple, um, isn't, doesn't that amplify your own journey if you have a witness to that journey? And I suppose that that's quite a deep, higher grade level of, um, of couples development where you decide, right, what are, what are our spiritual ambitions as a couple? Um, that kind of feels to me as like a conversation that only happens in Cape Town, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds, I, I agree. So it what would an example amazing. of that kind of, so if you and I were to, so I remember at the beginning of this year, we went away and granted we don't have kids or we didn't have any pets with us when we were away. So we really yeah. were able to just focus on each other. And I think that a lot of people don't have that luxury. Sure. But we luckily did have that luxury mm. this year yeah. and we were away and we set some goals of what we wanted to achieve individually. Mm. And we have a little book that we write in <laughs> and we looked at what we wanted to achieve as a couple. Mm. Um, and it was stuff like buy a house and, uh, there were fitness goals. There were career goals. There I feel were like I'm slipping on the fitness. <laughs> Career goals, there were, and there were spiritual goals. And yeah. so one of them, I think, definitely not, I think one of them was to be more grateful. Mm. Um, and I guess maybe we're due for an interim review mm. of those goals. I know from a personal point of view, I had put down the 21K gun run mm. and we had set some shorter goals and longer goals. And, and then we did set goals together as a couple. Um, and I guess if I look at, from, you know, working at a company, working in a big corporate where we do have these performance reviews and you always kind of look at it six months and it's such a pain in the neck and no one has the time ever. It always comes at the worst time and it comes at the time when you cannot remember what you actually wrote on the initial one that you said you were going to do in order mm. to achieve your, you know, three month salary as an incentive um, or whatever it was. Um, I guess to review that halfway through to see, this is where I thought I would be heading at the beginning of the year. Is that still relevant? It's not to say that if it's, I guess I'm speaking about myself here. It's not to say that just because I set it at the beginning of the year, I might get to halfway during the year and, and realize actually where I was at the beginning of the year is just not nowhere close to where I am right now. And what I need to get through the next six months is actually very different to what I thought I was going to need. So because I would be embarking on a new course, I thought I might need skills different to what I have actually needed. Yeah. So funnily enough, I think the key to what you are talking about, and it's also the key to the work that I do professionally, which is to sit with executive teams, is to sit with organizations, and to really find out where they want to head and what is possible and what is the best route to take. What is the DNA of getting that right is honesty. Mm. Uh, and in many instances in workshops, as a facilitator, you've got to call out the dishonesty that people 
share amongst each other mm. and tell themselves. Mm. And I think what you're talking about is a certain level of honesty that you have to have with yourself and in a couple. And I think in many instances, I suppose, even in your personal life and in your relationship with someone else, you wear a mask, you wear uh, a kind of a costume, which you hope somebody would see of you. And maybe there are things which you feel shameful about and you're not necessarily going to share that with your romantic partner. So I suppose if you are trying to work out a plan um, based around goals that you commonly share, it's going to take a huge amount of honesty because maybe, as you say, you put strategies in place, you have plans, and then you get six months down the line and you're just like, it's just not working. And, and that's fine because yeah. I think some, pe some people might think that that would be a f not meeting the goal or not meeting the plan, you know. No. Or, but it, in sometimes it's in not progression. yeah in not making something work, that's actually the success of it. Right. In realizing that something is not working or actually this isn't what I want, um, that's actually the success. It doesn't mean that you haven't achieved it. It yeah. means that you've achieved a step closer towards uh, the place where you need to be, actually. Exactly. Because all of this is about growing as a person. And growing requires learning. Mm, it's not and, an Excel spreadsheet. And learning doesn't mean that you have the answers. Sure. Learning means that you have questions and then you go and try and discover whether that, you know, your theory holds true or not. Mm. And I guess that's what, um, you know, if we can call it couples goals or um, planning for the future as a couple, I guess it's the same thing. It's about having a thesis of where the two of you might want to be. But then life happens, as you yeah. said earlier. Yeah. Stuff happens. And you've got to be honest enough to shift and change and be authentic mm. as to how your the, what, the way you see life has shifted. That's important. Yeah, and I think sometimes a goal might be clear uh, for individuals as well as for couples. Um, you know, it might be as simple as we would like to have 200,000 rand in our bank account by the end of this year. And if we look at where, for I mean, hypothetically, your face looks. <laughs> I'm like, did I play you those lots of numbers? You look quite pale. Um, you know, it might be a, quite a, a kind of simple one to map out the steps to get there. Okay. I earn a salary that wouldn't allow me to get to that amount of money. Oh, nice for you. <laughs> you have a more flexible uh, working environment. Maybe you can reach that. Uh, no, but I'm joking. You know, sometimes it can be that kind mm. of stimulus response. You know, this right. is that. This is how we achieve it. Um, and it might be a case of okay. Well, I remember last year saying I wanted to leave my job. Mm. I wasn't sure where I wanted to go, and I didn't have a clear idea. But I wanted clarity about what my future path would mm. be. Yeah. And I think exactly, you know, in that way, I was able to leave it open-ended so that I could explore and become curious, but I didn't have to go and make sure I got a job at company X. No. Uh, so I think that is sometimes, uh, but just to make sure that you are aware of the fact that I want to, at the time, wanted to change jobs and that you were uh, being, you were able to be supportive of my goals. So I think that's what it also means is mm. we said, couple goals and our part of our goals as a couple was for me to become happier in my work right uh you know in my career and and uh me telling you what my goals were what made it kind of our goals and you were able to support me in the best way and help me have some really critical conversations and you were able to help find me amazing readings and you know in that way it became an our goal while it was 
something I needed to to achieve or to work towards. It was something that the two of us together tackled. So the interesting thing about that story is that that was a hard goal that was set. Mm. But in the journey towards the hard goal, I personally achieved some soft goals as a result of it. Mm. So the soft and the hard work together because as part of my experience of your journey of wanting to study, I've learned a lot about you. Mm. And I would never have learned those interesting things mm. had there not been that hard goal in place. Mm. So in a sense, I've grown as a person as to, you know, how to support somebody. And in actual fact, through your journey of studying, I've kind of reflected on my own journey of studying and kind of that's enriched my understanding of the knowledge that I gained, which was a couple of years ago now. Mm. Um, so in a sense, like I think we, I would be poorer for it, but we would be poorer had we not set that goal. And mm. for me, that's a great reason that even though it's not just about hitting a target. It's actually about exactly. creating opportunities that you can grow as a, as a person in reflection of somebody else's growth. Hmm. That sounds super philosophical, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the time we didn't know we were doing that. I think it's upon reflection no. that we can, yeah. um, that we can synthesize the experience to, to that. Um, I think that if I look at, we met at the beginning of last year and I was uh, aware that you were studying a master's and I was very clear that I didn't want to interfere with your studies and I didn't want you to, to jeopardize um, your marks in any way. Uh, but, you know, knowing that your goal was to complete your master's, which was something you had worked for three years to, to, to achieve, I was able to realize listen to you and uh not something i'm good at um automatically something i do need to apply myself to be good at but i was able to listen to what your needs were in order to, for you to achieve that um and and support you in you achieving your goal and you know we have you know we are in a great place because you were able to complete your masters um so i see what you're saying and i guess sometimes goals have got the the type A cray cray uh, kind of an uh, you know bad press, um, mm. and we are yeah I mean we we as a couple are and we as individuals are very goal orientated, uh, but yeah I think it's it works for us. So maybe then goals is a bad word mm. because it sounds like you're just this ambitious couple, yeah. like Jeff Bezos high-fiving each other. No. You know, Australia's timing wife. each other. <laughs> like that is not the case. Yeah. I think maybe a better word would be what journeys do you want to take? So what, sure. what journeys do you want to explore? Um, what routes do you want to take? Um, because there's a multiple of roads that you can decide to travel on. And I guess it's like doing that. You could just call them like little road trips. But, well, I like the, know. the, the word route because I think there's, what do you call it when something has got two meanings or two spellings, but you pronounce Ambiguous. it the same. Yeah. Isn't it ambiguity? No. There's another word. Duality. No. That's philosophical. <laughs> but it can either be root as in the roots of a tree. Mm -hmm. So uh or oh. it can be a root as in a you know, an actual trip or a destination that we're working towards. Right. Um so, you know, I think it's about for us at this stage in our relationship, and again, we are not yet married, we don't have children and we're in a very uh, romantic 
stage of of our relationship, which we are hoping we'll keep forever. Um, All the married people with children are rolling. Are laughing at us, yeah. Um, But we are, you know, also we're putting down roots, you know, um, as well as taking new roots. Mm. I feel like I'm not going to make that point again. No. (laughs) No, I think it's a great point. Yeah, but I think it's, you know, I I suppose it's different for every couple, but I still think that... um, the same as for individuals as it is for organizations like companies, businesses. I think there's value in saying, listen, this is what we want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of those achievements are in the distant future and roots might change. Mm-hmm. Um, and things could radically change. Sure. Um, that's, uh, that's a given. We're not saying that life doesn't happen in between. Of course. But I guess it's about saying, sure, we've got this opportunity. Um, there's the two of us who are kind of like hanging out together. It's cool to go and explore things together. Let's get married. Which <laughs> yeah, we said, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's value then in putting down strategy, which I guess is where this podcast all, all started is that is there value in couples sitting down and having a yearly strategy and saying, right, this year, barring like a disaster, which obviously black could, swan event, a black swan event. Um, we're going to take an overseas holiday or in January deciding we are going to go away for Christmas and let's mm. book it right now. Mm. Let's fill our year calendar with activities and goals and dreams and all that kind of stuff and work towards it. Mm. Again, it works for us. I think that is our brand. I think right. would literally be a total nightmare for someone else. Yeah. So we're not saying this is an answer, I guess, but I, I suppose for me, there is, because I'm a futurist, there is value in saying these are the possible futures that could happen. This is the future that we want to happen. Hmm. Let's put in plans to make sure that that's the one that actually materializes. Is the most probable. Right. Well, probable and preferable. So which, if you think that there are multiple futures that you can create, like which one do you really want? And Can you work towards that? And if we're heading on a trajectory that is nowhere near where we want to be, um, then let's stop, uh, take an inventory, and let's get on a track to to where we might want to be or start becoming curious or discovering pathways that, uh, yeah, that, that we could uh, innovate and investigate. Yeah. So we sound like super cool. <laughs> We need to start like a, a couple's company and like, I don't know, take over the world, <laughs> which I think is one of our plans. Uh, yeah, I think it okay. was. I think it was yeah. for this year though. So we might need to put that as a stretch goal. Oh, well, we've started. <laughs> we've started. We're in, it's an iterative process. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that was an interesting chat. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for being honest and sharing. Um, yeah, I hope we don't get like a whole lot of. Trolls. Roly eyes. This sucks. <laughs> you guys, you guys talk such crap. <laughs> Maybe we will. Oh, let's see. Okay. All right. Till next week. At least we'll be getting into action. <laughs> That'll be nice. <laughs> Subscribe, people. Come on. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heroes of Futurism. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing and we'll see you next time. Cheers.